thank you for listening to our podcast. We pray that the word that you hear on this program will encourage, strengthen, and motivate you to do the will of God. Be blessed by today's message. How do you feel when you pray? What do you think about when you pray? Do you understand that if you don't understand the authority that you have in prayer, then it's just a religious ritual? If when we bow our knees or bow our head to pray to the God we serve and we don't understand our authority, then I understand in my own life, it's just a religious activity. It's no different than a Muslim or someone that worships an idol God that throws a blanket down and kneels down and calls out to a dead God. It just becomes a religious activity to get the guilt off of you. We, If we don't understand our authority in prayer, we're going to get bored in prayer. Well, how do we have this authority? Where does, it, where does this authority come from, you might ask? Our faith is solely reliant upon our understanding of the authority that the blood of Jesus has afforded to us. It's the blood of Jesus that has given us that authority. You see, we underestimate the power of the blood of Jesus. If you look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse, verse 16, it says that we are to come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. 1 John 5, verse 14 and 15 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. So yes, we are to petition God for things. Verse 14 says, now this is the confidence. And well, if you're anything like me, that's my problem. Going to God or petitioning God, I have to be confident that I'm worthy enough to even be in His presence to even ask Him anything. And Sometimes I'm my worst enemy. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I am my worst critic. I condemn myself. I'm not good enough. I don't pray enough. I'm not righteous enough. I'm not worthy enough. The greatest thing about the blood of Jesus is the blood of Jesus washes us clean. And the blood of Jesus gives us the authority. The price that Jesus paid I'd like to use the word, it was universal, for lack of better words. It did more than just save us. It not only did it wash us clean by faith. Understand that the only way that the blood of Jesus, by the Spirit of God, can do these things in a person's life is only by faith and believing in what he did. So the price that Jesus paid by the shedding of his blood washed our sins away by faith. And because the blood of Jesus washed us clean, we have the authority through Jesus to petition God. I love that. Thank God for what Jesus did on the cross and the blood that he shed. 
We have authority. How can we have confidence to come boldly before the throne of grace? It's because of Jesus and the price that he paid. So you know what? When I come before God in prayer and the enemy comes to me and says, well, you're not good enough, you're not worthy enough, it's true. But the blood of Jesus has made me worthy. The blood of Jesus makes you righteous. The blood of Jesus gives you the authority to come before God clean to petition him for what you need. So once again, we've got to know our authority, not just over the earth, but we've got to know our authority in the presence of the Almighty. Now, I'm not talking about the authority to just tell God what to do, but to remind him of his word. You see, I feel like God is calling us to be the lawyers of the land. Think about that. What does a lawyer do in the courtroom? Well, first of all, number one, a lawyer has to know the law. A lawyer's got to go to school to be a lawyer and has to learn the laws of the land. Well, secondly, they've got to understand their authority. But they also have to know their limitations, because when a lawyer stands up in a courtroom before the judge, they have a sense of authority because they're a lawyer, but at the same time, they can only go so far. They can't push their limits because the judge is, in effect, over them. And lastly, it's the lawyer who petitions the judge for someone. Well, in the spirit, as a child of God, we are, number one, we're supposed to know the law just like a lawyer. We are supposed to know the word of God. We are supposed to understand what does the book of the law, the Bible, what does the Bible say that we can have or we shouldn't have? What does the Bible say that things should be or shouldn't be? How do we pray? How do we live? Once you understand what the Bible says about how life is supposed to go and how we are to govern, then you understand your authority. We understand that it is the blood of Jesus that makes us righteous by faith. If you read the book of Hebrews, there's a long list of people in the Bible, men and women, who were accounted righteous because of their faith. So by faith in the finished work of Jesus on the cross, we can obtain authority to go to God with our requests. And as lawyers, so to speak, we are bringing the requests of others. We are bringing prayer requests. Let's just say if someone that is weak in the faith comes to you and say, I need you to pray for me because I've been depressed. I need you to pray for me because I have a need. Or someone that is sick in their body, and they say, I need you to pray for me for a healing. Well, that person may not have strong faith to go before the king of kings, to go before the judge. Well, when a person is weak and they've been used or abused and they've been neglected or they've been hurt, and they hire a lawyer to go to the judge for them, to speak for them because the lawyer knows the law. As a leader, if you are a follower of Christ, and you have accepted the call of God on your life, whatever that may be, you are to 
be in a sense a lawyer of the land or the or the the portion of land that God has given you the people that God has set under you to minister to not to dictate them but to intercede for them to go to God for them if you know what the word of God says then you take those prayer requests when people come to you, when there's a calling upon your life and the anointing is upon your life as a leader, people will be drawn to you. And it's not you as a person. It is the Spirit of God. It's the hope of glory that is inside of you. It's because we are the salt and we're the light of the of the earth. And we are to be like lawyers and we are to petition the throne of God. We are to take the authority that we that has been invested in us by the blood of Jesus and go come boldly as Hebrew, Hebrews 4:16 says come boldly before the throne of grace to bring the petitions of the people and of the land and if we know that something is out of order in our land we are to bring it before the judge and we are to to bring uh, take the word of God first of all we've got to find out what does the word of God say about this situation or this predicament that's out of order, find out uh, the what the Word of God says about it and attach that to your request and bring the petition. The petition is sort of like a, it's a written request to a higher authority to, to get things in order. Well, the written order is the Word of God. Let's take what the Bible says and let's petition God with the authority. James 5.16 says, The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Do you believe that? There were mighty men and women of God all throughout the Bible that petitioned God for something to change in their life. Daniel. The Bible says that Daniel petitioned and prayed to God three times a day. Three times a day, Daniel brought his petition to God because there was an urgency in the land and God gave him favor and moved in his life. Hannah, Hannah petitioned God every year when she would go to the temple. She petitioned God for a a barrenness, a need in her life, crying out to God in desperation She cried out to God in desperation. She petitioned God in such a crazy, heartfelt way that the priest thought that she was drunk. But she wasn't drunk. She was pouring out her whole heart to God. She was petitioning God with her heart. When we petition God, do we petition God with our heart? Or do we petition Him with our mind? Do we just bring words to Him? Or do we bring our heart? Because just like James 5.16 says, it's, it is the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person or that availeth much. It's not just words. I'm not talking about just a religious habit. This is not just a religious act. Jesus talked about the religious leaders and said, well, they stand out on the street and pray and cry out loud just for people to hear them and think that they're really something. That amounts to nothing. God is looking for a people that comes to him with the effectual, fervent, heated prayer to petition the throne of God. Hannah got what she prayed for because she cried out to God with her heart. 
I read where Abraham petitioned God for Sodom, an ungodly nation where his nephew and family lived. Abraham said, God, if there's just a handful of people, will you save them? Went down to just just a few people, God. He kept asking God, kept petitioning God the same question. And I believe Abraham was afraid to just ask God for that low number. God, is there if there's just a few people that love you in that country, will you save it? And God, God never got aggravated one time with Abraham. Not one time did God get frustrated with Abraham for petitioning him for that request that would glorify God. God answered him, Do you know your authority when you go before the throne of grace? We are to be lawyers of the land. Know what the word of God says. Bring the needs of the people to the throne and watch God move. The judge who knows his word, he knows what he has already spoken, but he wants us to get a hold to it and remind him of what his word says. That is kingdom purpose. That is being the governors of the land that God has called us to be. Not letting ourselves feeling condemned for slipping up or sinning or doing something wrong. Repent. Turn from it. Get back up. Stand in the position of the authority of the prayer warrior that God has called you to be in. Because if you don't do it, who will? If you don't intercede for those that God has placed a burden on your heart, who's going to do it? Because it could very well be that your prayers, your intercession, that is putting a hedge of protection over that sick person that you're praying for, over that lost loved one that has still not accepted God yet, don't stop petitioning God for what is a burden on your heart. Don't let the enemy talk you out of your position in prayer and intercession. Let me remind you of the book of Job. And if you never read it, you need to. If Satan can stand before the throne of God and petition him to prove that Job would curse God and God allowed it, well, I know that God only allowed that because God knew what the outcome was going to be, that Job was going to, in effect, turn stronger and that the enemy was going to be defeated. Job was not going to curse him. In fact, God got the glory from that situation. But if Satan can come before the throne of God and petition, how much more can a blood-bought child of the living God come before their father Because you see, he's not just a judge. He is your father. So be encouraged today, people of God. Be encouraged. Know your authority. Bring faith with your request because you've got to understand. The Bible says without faith, you can't please God. Go to God with faith. Because you've read what the law says. Go to God with faith because God is just and he can't break his word. Go to God with faith that his word never changes. It's the same yesterday, 
It was it's the same yesterday for Daniel and Hannah and Abraham. It's the same today for me and you, and it's the same forever for the generation after us. His word doesn't change. So let's stand on his word and continue to pray with power. Be blessed and go with his word today in Jesus' name.